seconds. Two seconds. Riddell all the way outside to Watford. Three on the way. Oh! And one in! And one in! And then the other way for the ball game! Today, we want to welcome on special guest, new Iowa State guard, Jalen Coleman-Lands. He's going into his sixth year of college basketball. Started at Illinois. Transferred to DePaul, played this past season there, and now he's playing his final season for the Cyclones. Jalen, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, this podcast is focused mostly on on IU basketball, but also on on high school basketball in the state of Indiana. You started at Cathedral in Indy and then obviously transferred to La Lumiere in Laporte, which is where I knew you from. Why did you make that decision? Um, it was difficult for me because it was coming off of uh, to my sophomore year. We had went to state, so um, and then also you know building relationships and stuff like that with friends um, that I still have to this day. But um, kind of the main reasons for me leaving was uh, to to have the opportunity to play against better uh, talent um, to put myself in a good situation um, to be better prepared. Uh, more, more, be more prepared uh, for college. Uh, and then the academics was also um, really good, too. I mean, the place I was at before had a good, um, had good academics, but um, I felt like um, I wasn't downgrading on either on either ends, both on the court and off the court. So I felt like um, making that decision, it was, it was best for me and, and preparing me for college. Yeah, and you those Lalu teams, which which I sort of got to watch when I was a kid. You guys were obviously really good. What do you think those teams kind of paved the way for the team that ultimately would win the national championship? There, oh, your teams, sure. your teams got to the first round, never really made out of the first round of the national tournament, but ultimately <laughs> put Lalu on the map nationally. Yeah, um, yeah, um, like you kind of said, like looking at the program and you know what it's gone through you know and to see what it's where it's at now um to to know when the culture was kind of started like before I got there you know still kind of you know up up and down it wasn't consistent and when I got there that culture was kind of restarted and revamped so um I kind of view the year I was there as kind of more so my junior year as as kind of that foundational year where, you know, I'm not, you know, downplaying the guys before me, but um, as far as culture wise, that's kind of when it was established. Right. Um, And I feel like that's when it was built on, uh, you know what I'm saying? From, from that point on, which allowed them, I feel like, which is the lot of mirror that we all see today, but for sure. Hey, Jalen, after Lalu, you ended up committing to Illinois, and uh, we were just kind of interested in, you know, why choose Illinois over a school like IU? You had an offer from there. Um, What was kind of your decision-making process there? Um, I mean, it was – that was actually my first offer. So uh, my first offer was in eighth grade from uh, Coach Crane. So, um, like, we still have a good relationship to this day, um, but – you know, when you make a decision to go to college, you got to reevaluate, like, what's best for you. You know, you got to look at the roster. You have to look at, um, you know, academics, basketball. And for me, 
Um, at the time, you know, they were pretty stacked. Um, and roster-wise, it just didn't really work out uh, to to my benefit. Um, but I felt comfortable. I mean, you know, they were in my top uh, five. Um, and I, I was – I had a really good relationship. But, you know, Jalen, you, you recently chose Iowa State over NC State, USC, Michigan, Cal. Why did you make that decision to go play for the Cyclones in your final season? Um. The reason why I made my decision was because um, it was after reevaluating, kind of going through that same process of, uh, you know, my first, my first time even making my first decision, um, and my second decision. It was kind of that same process of figuring out what was the best decision for for me, um, and looking at you know both on the court and off the court, and given my situation of being having one one year left, so. Uh, you know, they had my major, they had like, uh, you know, they, I was in need, like they needed, they needed me. They needed someone who can score and need someone who can play, make someone who can lead um, and, and somebody who was going to be good for that environment. Um, so that was at the end of the day, like I felt was the best fit for me. So. Yeah. Jalen, you know, you kind of really had a, a crazy college career starting at Illinois and then to DePaul and now, Finally, um, at Iowa State, being right. your third school, mm-hmm. um, what are kind of your goals for your final college season? Sure, honestly, to get everything out, you know, out of college that I really want, you know, mm-hmm. as far as to um, to win, you know, to play in a tournament, to you know, still compete and uh, and, and compete for a national championship, um, yeah. to, to you know, individually do royal, you know, so I can continue playing professionally. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, like be the best te- like teammate, um, player, um, that, you know, I could possibly be. Um, so uh, those are all my, kind of my goals, um, for, for this year on of the course. court. Uh, we talk about your, your college career and kind of how crazy it's been. Um, you right. dealt with injuries and, and that's always tough for any player. Can you kind of talk about what's that taught you and how that's helped you grown as a player and as a person? Oh, for sure. That's a great question, bro. Um, honestly, um, you know, that's most important um, is kind of like how you respond to adversity. And that's something that you have to figure out throughout your process of, you know, college, whether it be a year, two years, three, whatever, how many years you're in college. But um, having a fortune to still be in college going into my sixth year and going through everything I've, I've been through. Um, the best advice I can give you, like, with what I've learned is just kind of it's how you respond to, you know, adversity because everybody's going to be hit with some type of obstacle. Um, so, and, and it's made me a better play, a person. Um, it's allowed me to grow um, as yeah. far as through my character. Um, and, uh, like, I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, all the lessons that I've learned throughout my duration, like, has made me who I am today. So, uh, that's kind of my 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 advice what i've learned yeah Jalen, and and you talk about you know getting back to this past season at DePaul. you guys start off great you got a ton of talent paul reed right. romeo weems you yourself obviously you start off great you got a couple big wins you hit a couple big shots and then you get into big east play and, and it kind of just goes downhill what what went wrong for you guys this past season um honestly like it was it was a it was 
I feel like it was a compilation of a lot of just detail oriented things. Um, like, although we, we had a really talented roster, we hadn't played together and, um, it was some things structurally, um, through off the court program wise, some stuff that we had to, you know, get situated before. And, and we, you know, playing different teams that we'd never played before, you know, our talent and coaching and stuff like it, it was, it was good enough where we were able to beat teams, you know, and, and win significantly and also play better teams and still win, but playing other teams in our conference, it was a lot more difficult, you know, to, to play um, coaches and programs that were kind of familiar with our playing style and things like that. And, you know, it was some stuff that we could have done as players and as a coaching staff to improve that. And, you know, that's something that I'm pretty sure they're going to make some adjustments to um, this following year. But it was definitely some uh, some detail-oriented uh, things that should have been fixed, both in the midst of, like, p- players and, and the coaches. Yeah. Um, that could that could improve our chances of doing better right. throughout that right. know, conference. And we're, you know, we're, we're big kind of draft guys on this show. Your teammate this past season, Paul Reed. Yeah. Make the, make the case for him being a first-round pick because he's, he's real talented, and, and I think sure. he's probably going to end up being a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's really talented. Like, I, at the end of the day, like, um, I've been around players. You know, I've had the fortune to play with players in the league, Kendrick Nunn and, you know, him being another one that I played with just from in college, you know, amongst other players I played AAU and through, you know, Jordan Brand Classic and all the stuff that I played on, um, being around pros, playing against pros, like he has that competitive like nature, which is something you can't you can't like create, you know, that has to be kind of innate, you know. Right. He he likes to work, he likes to put in work, he you know what I'm saying, he enjoys getting better. Um, and you know, that's something that is going is kind of like the characteristics of having a long career. So whatever team that has, you know, the fortune of, of drafting him is going to be in good standing to know that, you know, he's going to work, uh, every day. So, and that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I can advocate for him, um, knowing him as a person, as a brother, as a little brother, and also as like, you know, as a teammate. So, um, that's that's probably one of the main things, amongst other things. But Jalen, you know, it's been kind of a crazy summer as far as players staying ready. Um, what have you kind of been doing to stay in shape during this quarantine and, and stay ready for the next season? Oh, um, like I said, um, I had the fortune to – well, I, ha- I had the fortune to have access to a gym um, and weight room. So I've been able to kind of continue – pretty much working on the things that I know I have to work on uh, to be the best player I can be. Um, so I, I'm grateful for that. But And that's kind of my situation individually, so I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, so um, we also wanted to touch on your cousin, Kamari Lance, who's, yep. who's now at La Lu and, and doing his thing. What is your take on him? Do you think he has a chance to be something special? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's super – he's really skilled. Um, and he's growing every day. So, like, with that, you know, that those – and he's able to – he can shoot the ball. Exactly. Um, and now he's getting his explosiveness, like, back. Like, he's been working with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of got him um, since I came back. Um, 
from Chicago now being an indie working out. Like I try to do my part on working out with him or having him work out with me and do pretty much everything that I'm doing and pushing him to, you know what I'm saying, his match so he can also improve um, and, and reach his, his potential. So, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have a Yeah, Kamari. Like you. He's, he's looking at being, you know, one of the next great players at Lalu. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jalen, you, you, we've been talking to you about basketball, um, but I really wanted to have you on to talk about some of the issues of racism in this country today. Yeah. You know, I want to just give you the floor and, and let you kind of say just generally whatever you want about that right now, you know, before we get into some more specifics. Um, I mean, I'll try to keep it like short, but um, and concise before you guys start asking me questions uh, because it's a lot to say, you know, and it's, it's just stuff that exactly um, is prevalent and has been um, prevalent for, you know, since for hundreds of years, um, but it's in different forms uh, now, you know, it's, with, with and not saying it's gotten it, it has not gotten better but um the fact that it still exists is you know at the end of the day that that's ridiculous you know like it, it shouldn't be it, and it shouldn't be tolerated from on any level so um that's kind of the problem that you know i have personally and um and it's and I feel like a lot of a lot of other people have as well is the fact that although it has gotten it, well, debatably got has gotten better, um, hmm. it's still existent and it shouldn't be tolerated. Yeah, you know. So yeah, and you know, I you know, it's it's hard for someone like Scott and I, uh, two people who have who have sort of lived with this the white privilege their whole entire lives you know, we're trying to find the best ways to help and the best ways to be respectful. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to have you on because I think it's just, it's important in times like this to sort of reach out and, and do your best. So, you know, what, what do you think people like nah, us? That's, do right, bro. That's, yeah. that's, that's big time for you to even, you know, acknowledge that and to be your age, you know, that gives, kind of hope it gives me hope on like knowing that and and it's 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 good because like i i feel like the younger the generation and you know the the more um uh, exposed that you know all races are of all different races and it's there's less you know there's i don't i feel like that <laughs> It's not, it's not like, I wouldn't say what doesn't exist, but it's prevalent, you know, because it's like, yeah, you know, social media and just being more, being exposed to, you know, all different races, even if you're not in the vicinity where you see black people or see Indian people or see people of, you know, minorities, you still have access to TV and stuff like that, where you still, you know, see it on around you on televisions or on your social media, whatever. So that's one thing, but, and I feel like, that's shown, you know, throughout, you know, asking questions and um, just the younger generation, it's more so the older generation that we're trying to, you know, fight that battle from. And then also the younger generation who are learning from, you know, that older generation, because it is kind of contagious, you know, when 
you have a racist family member and they're telling you certain things and that's kind of how you know it's generationally uh, right it's passed down exactly yeah. exactly until one you know figures out like okay that's not right because it's being exposed you know so a lot of it is just being ignorant you know and and not really having a friend, a black friend, or not really knowing, uh, or not being willing to understand, and uh, you know what what it's like, and put my sh- put myself in someone else's shoes. So, um, would you like to touch on what, just the question itself? But you guys asking me this is is big because uh, that that's that's key, you know, for you guys to try to figure out different ways because there are various ways you know there's there's i got a lot of you know white friends um just other friends of different races indian whatever hispanic and they're they're trying to figure out you know how can we help you know for something that we i see that is wrong you know ethically morally humanitarianly like all this is just you know wrong and yeah yeah and there's you know you can do signs through like action you know whether it be protests whether it be just being out there and visibly making your voice known that this this is not okay um and, and using platforms mm-hmm. such as such as this asking questions where um where you at least um kind of like telling everyone else that it's not okay but also hearing back from you know other my side of the story of other black people and like how does it feel? You know, how do you feel? So people understand people who may not be exposed, like I discussed before, and you, you using your platform to kind of help them to enlighten them, like what it's like, um, you know, and just hear inputs from someone else uh, of a different race who is black. Um, so um, that's key. Um, and then probably lastly, I would say is just, you know, advocate, you know, advocate for, you know, whoever that is, whatever movement that you feel like, is unjust, you know, and that that currently being, you know, Black Lives Matter, but um, just kind of advocating for that and speaking on that. If somebody, if you hear, you know, around you even, you know, through just word of mouth and you allow that and you're just being a bystander, like that's not okay, you know, because at the end of the day, if you don't say anything, people, you're okay with it, you know? So just speaking yeah. on that. Exactly the stuff that you feel like is unjust and it's not right. Um, and that's pretty much all you can do. Like it's you, you can go out your way, but at the end of the day, like anytime you hear something that is not okay and for you and you don't believe, or you don't feel like it's right. Um, I mean, pretty much what we're asking for, well, what I'm asking for, you know, is just you speaking on it, you know, and, 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 mm-hmm. and don't socially be accept, accepting to um, what you what you know is not right um, just because a lack of, and it's, and it takes integrity. It takes, you know, it takes confidence, you know, it takes you going out your confidence or your comfort zone. So it's, but at the end of the day, it builds character and it makes you who you are. So it depends on how you want to be looked at as a person um, and how important that is to you. Yeah. Jalen, you talked about, um, the protests and, and the attention that the movement is getting worldwide and is awesome right now and, and people really want to see a change. Um, right. How do you think we can make this change last and, and keep people into the movement and keep people inspired to, to go to the protests and, and kind of fight for what's right? Um, there's, 
I feel like the best way to do that is really being creative and how we're going about it. You know, it's sometimes a lot of people can get bored with doing the same thing, going outside and, you know, walking and home, you know, and, and, you know, doing things, but it's so many different forms of protesting, you know, people, you know, even honking horns, being in the car from, uh, people doing drives from, you know, handing out different things or it's, it's so many different ways or creative having concerts and there's so many different forms like of keeping something going on and 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 like having a commonality of one goal but different forms of how you attacking it and that's how you keep it you know prolong uh, a movement where you, you you you're doing it in a creative manner where it's, it's it's being shown in different forms and people can use their creativity to display express themselves um and and that's kind of like one of the main re- ways i feel like you can keep this going um so yeah yeah and you know there's obviously this isn't the first time that you know the death of george the murder of george right. floyd um brianna taylor ahmaud arbery it's not like these this is new like this has been happening right. uh for the better part at least, you know, even from the 2010s on, which I think most people would right. say, oh, well, we've at least become less racist, but it's still happening. But, do, right. you know, do you think do you think this time is different? Do you think that that this will actually spark real change? You know, because yeah. I'm 18 in my lifetime. This is certainly the most people have have come out. People have right. spoken out. Um, but but can it spark real change in your mind? Right. And I, I definitely believe it it will um and it has um there's a lot of things i mean especially in comparison to the last movement um in 1960s and you know which is that was key you know for our people but now like with the the benefit or really the world you know i wouldn't even say our people but the segregation and all this stuff like um Mm -hmm. civil rights movement but now it's like you have a, a whole different world, um, socially, economically, um, all these different, you know, politically, um, there's a lot more diversity, um, and the social media now has given everyone, you know what I'm saying, a platform, uh, to speak on behalf of not only their family and, you know, whatever organization they're a part of, but, their follower, their following base, you know, from people who have millions of followers, such as OBJ, LeBron, different athletes, or, you know, even performing artists, all these people who may not be seen from, or may not be known as from like, from a political role. um, They still have voices and influences for, you know, of other people. Right. Um, So, and, and that's kind of the difference that I would, you know, is, is key because at the end of the day, what takes movement, a movement is people and having access, you know, being able to have access to people um, through following and then speaking on behalf of, you know, what I'm saying someone who follows you and care, you know, and that's not just black people. That's not just this is white, people, black people, all different races, you know, so like that's how you keep things going. And that's why I feel like is a main uh, pivotal part into uh, this change that is happening. And I believe that's going to continue to change. I don't know to what extent, but it's definitely going to change. 
change some things and uh yeah that, that those are that's the main reason why yeah and you know i want to kind of touch on you know obviously you're you're an athlete um uh, on a a big stage uh, in the ncaa and and this past week we've seen i don't know how much you've you've been following this but sort of the, the players in the nba start to say hold on maybe maybe we don't want to go back and play basketball for a couple months during this time, because that should, should not be quite as important during this time, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, initially all the players were like, great, let's go back. Um, And, and sort of, you've seen like Kyrie and a couple other people trying to say, well, maybe we should pump the brakes, you know, you're an athlete. What what do you make of that? What, what do you think, how do you think this is going to impact firstly, you know, what, what do you think of that about the NBA players? But secondly, as an athlete, how is this going to impact, you know, your own season? Are you just going to kind of try to focus on basketball? And when you're playing basketball, it's basketball. Or, or do you think there's an opportunity there to to use that platform as an athlete to, to make a statement and make change? No, for sure. Like, I, I definitely think that what they're doing is, you know, I feel like that is what's is is good that they're evaluating um kind of the effects of them starting you know because at the end of the day they're propelling um this whole movement of after starting you know in general because they were they were the pretty much the first ones to stop you know and now you know everyone's pretty much predicating on when they're going to start based off of when the nba is going to start you know so they they realize the impact that they'll have and the influence they'll have, and um, I feel like that's rightfully so that they're, you know, uh, using their counsel um, and discussing like, may oh let me let's consider you know what what would be the you know what are the options by doing this this is going to be the consequence and result by not doing this what you know so at the end of the day like that's I feel like that's that's something that. That is a great move on behalf of the, you know what I'm saying the NBA the NBA players. Um, yeah, and even you know Adam Silver for allowing you know players. He's been doing a you know a tremendous job of allowing players and hearing being open minded and knowing that it's a players that make that association and giving them the power to kind of you know make their own decision and using kind of those those exactly. leaders. So he's been doing you know, a, a tremendous job and I took my hat off to him, but even more so to the players, you know, some, some of the, the guys who actually are putting in the work, you know, and, and are, are still conscious about what's going on around them and are really smart guys who have degrees. Some of them don't have degrees, but are, you know what I'm saying, still smart, you know what I'm saying, and been around this and are professionals. So, uh, right. And, and that's the thing, like, I feel like that's, that's a great move because they realize their impact on not only just NBA, but everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, Jalen, I, I really appreciate the time here uh, that you've given us. Um, I I think that we're, you know, we're mostly a Indiana basketball podcast, but for any Indiana fans listening, this is certainly worth your time because this, this is important right now. And, and this is what matters before we let you go, you know, if you have any kind of social media you want to plug or, no, or anything else I mean, you want to say. I just want to say, you know, being from Indiana too, like, 
you know, a basketball state, you know, it's, it's really important for us. Uh, and uh, being exposed to having so many friends um, who are dang near consider my family, you know, through basketball and playing for teams and things like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's just like, it was important for me, not only to know, you know, uh, Aiden and, and now knowing you and having a connection, like I know I have a connection to you through basketball, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. that, you know, that is crazy in itself that, that, in both of you guys. And, you know, I didn't even shout out quick shout out Matt Schultz. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> the fact that I know you, Aiden, the fact that I know, you know what I'm saying? You no, know, Matt, and now I know you, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy. That's how it's interconnected and the power of basketball and um, just sports in general. But like at the end of the day, I know like and your dad and like, they're great people, but I wouldn't have met them without sports. I wouldn't have. And like at the end of the day, when those, when you make those connections with people and you have relationships built and you see something unjust from a different race, it's like, you have to speak on that. You know, it's like, yeah. it's almost yeah. like you're defending your friend or your family member or somebody who you consider, you know, your family. So like, yeah. that's kind of how you have to take it because like, I know from my friends, if it was anything happened that was, um, it, whatever of importance, um, where it was that important for them, especially from a, uh, ethical, moral, humanitarian, like, like stamp standpoint, I would definitely be out there on, you know, forefront doing whatever, you know, in my power to help out. So, and that's kind of how it has to be reciprocated. But um, yeah. that was just one point, but um, that that's pretty much it, man. I'm, I'm good on like the pubbing myself. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you well guys said, are, bro. you know, I actually taking initiative, man. And, and that's why I wanted to uh, reach. Uh, I was I was willing to do this, you know. And I told Aiden that, like, when he reached out, I was like, "Yeah, for sure, <clears throat> no questions asked." And that's how it has to be, you know. I'm like, I want yeah. another, but anytime, and even if you want me to connect you with some other guys too, y'all, like, I'm all for it, bro. I got some. I know a lot of players, and you know, most they can say is no, I'm busy, but I'll do my due diligence on mm -hmm. at least asking to help you out getting started because this is big time, man. Like, breaking exposure to not only just sports, but stuff that's prevalent with within our society so uh yeah appreciate that yeah man. appreciate that you know Jalen uh it, it is crazy because you know I I was just a little kid seeing this dude hit, hitting three-pointers and, and winning games for Lalu and mm -hmm. and it's kind of come full circle now where we're especially after this conversation you know I, I'd consider you a friend and, yeah, and just to sure. see you know of course just watching your your college career and you know, to your point, you, you and I never really knew each other that well, Alamere. But, but now, you know, I just I get hype, I get excited every time I see you, you know, making a shot or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and I just just felt compelled to reach out to you because this is so important, and and I knew you could, uh, you'd have the right things to say, and I think you did that. So I appreciate that. No problem, that, bro. Like any like any time I can help, bro, for sure. And you guys are. You know what I'm saying by the so I mean I haven't I know your family so that that's a great indication on the type of person you are um, based off of who you raise but at the end of the day like um, you guys are the pur like the purpose behind why you're doing this is is bigger than just you know a podcast so like you guys are doing good keep it up bro and anywhere I can help 
You know what I'm saying? Reach out and I'll do that. Yes, sir. So. Appreciate that, right. man. Thanks no for your problem, time. Man. Have a good one. That was our conversation with Jalen Coleman Lands. Hope you guys enjoyed and stay tuned because we're going to have a couple episodes upcoming this week. One with Pocket City Basketball League director N.D. Kendrick previewing the PCB Summer League. And another with two best friends who may or may not be going into their sophomore seasons at IU this year and may or may not be on the basketball team. Stay tuned and enjoy.